thank you for being here. I'm so sorry again that I'm like late because I knew, I knew you were going to be on time and you are my first guest <laughs> on time. I'm usually like the person. Am I really? Well, I don't have, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's, I think it's admirable. Like I, thank um, you. like, were you, like, was that instilled in you as a, like a youth? Honestly, no. Like, I feel like it's something that I've like kind of gotten better at. Like, I'm one of those people where like I'm gonna either be like normally like too early, I feel like, or like too late. So I don't know. Maybe I've kind of like gotten it, gotten it better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked that because it's like I um like I did like theater, I guess, as a kid, and there was mm-hmm. like so embarrassing and dorky. And this is why I hate theater kids too, and like why I'm like a Nazi about them because they need to be stopped. Like trust me um but like there was like this big door at this rehearsal hall that we would all like have to like practice in and they would close it like at 4 15 when rehearsal started and if you were late this like creaky big ass door would like open and like oh god and, and everybody would like whip their heads around like stop the production and like look at you and be like oh who's late and so um not a super psychologically safe thing actually i would say to do really but like looking <laughs> back but like it was effective i'm very punctual like very punctual theater kids are punctual people you know yeah always ran on time in nazi germany or whatever too but you know whatever <laughs> um it's really nice to meet you tucker thank you for like i am talking to me <laughs> yeah no, you too full house i'm honestly so honored that you would have me on your show like i'm i'm really excited <laughs> I am a huge fan going way back. Actually, I feel like probably you're in a, you're, yeah, we can talk about this. I want to talk about the whole, like the whole Bernie of it all soon at some point. I have a whole okay. agenda, I promise. But like, I think I followed you probably the longest on this, like this incarnation of myself on Twitter, I guess we could call it in the um, current era. Like I would say like, yeah, you're one of the accounts I probably followed because I started like around, like really paying attention on this account, like in this era, like around the primaries, I think it was late like 2019. I feel like you were kind of like an influential, like Bernie bro kind of poster. Were you not? Like, I feel like you were in that scene. No, no, if I really was like, honestly, I feel like I was mostly like a lurker. Um, I like, I have like followed like Amy Therese and I was confused like about what she was talking about, but I thought it was interesting. And I was like confused because people would like get so mad at her, but then sort of after the like campaign imploded, I was like, oh, like, and I get what you were saying now. And then like all of these other people, like, I don't know, like Chapo cells or them specifically or whatever, just like, oh, nothing happened or like, it's fine. Like nothing to see here. And I was just kind of like, what? Like, is anyone else seeing this? And I think that's like when I sort of started talking to people, which I guess that was, that would have been, um, I guess, spring of 2020, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I meant the, yeah. I didn't mean the original Bernie era. I meant like Redu, like the second coming of Bernie oh. like primary. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's like super important <laughs> qualifier. Yeah. That original time I, yeah, I didn't really like get into Bernie in 2016. Cause I was like, he's not like, I was like, he can't do it. Like I just, it was so skeptical about everything. I was jaded. I was like, whatever. Like I liked him as like a big year, I guess. And my like partner really supported him enthusiastically. So I was like on board, but like, I was like, this is not going to work out. But then for some reason in 2020, I thought it, I, I kind of liked that he was like going against the Democrats basically, you know? Yeah. So- no, I was way more into it in 2022. I wasn't really that into it. Like in 2016, like I sort of was, but I was just like, oh, whatever. I just wasn't really invested at that point. I was just kind of just like a basic libtard, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> whatever you were yeah. I mean whatever. the past is the past you know you're yes. like you were you were, you were who you were you are who you are and actually I feel like you were like a big kind of like a big deal like in that time I don't know I feel like I you're an iconic poster in my mind because like your um, <laughs> avatar has been very like much it's been static for a very long time and I guess it's like that's fair to say right you have always had the same default photo for a while like this kind of like um I don't know, like pure and angelic anime version of you and it's like it's very like it's I can now say it it's accurate. That's why I actually invited you on the show. It's like, <laughs> to see. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but it is truly iconic. So it's like, it's awesome to have you like face to face and be able to talk to you. Cause you're just, I don't know, you're just very like, you're, you're perfect. Like, you're like a perfect, like, I don't know, just like poster. I don't know. As a poster, welcome to Harry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I'll stop like gushing and rambling. It's probably not 
cute. I just saw this video today of like this, you know, Kim Petras, like this, like, I don't know, she's this annoying pop singer. Like she's doing that weird song with um Sam Smith where they're like creepy oh. and they were in cages at like some award show. She's like, a, she's like this tranny pop song. <laughs> she goes way back. I, and I shouldn't even, I shouldn't slander her, but I really hate Kim Petras. I've like hated her for a long time where it's, I'm allowed to say that. Um, I'm allowed <laughs> to start on this one because I've been a fan, but she sucks. And she was gushing over Lana Del Rey. It was the most embarrassing video is like really hard to watch but um that's because she's awful and yeah I'm not, and you definitely are not you are <laughs> marks, um as a poster i usually start the show is this weird i know but i have to ask you um do you have anything do you have anything you care to share about where you were on 9-11 i guess i'll frame it that way <laughs> okay yes um i was in seventh grade health class and it was kind of interesting so everybody else in the class was in the gym getting vaccinated and <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, like if for some reason, like my mom, like didn't want me to like get vaccinated, like at that point, I don't really know like why exactly, like that wasn't really a thing necessarily, but I don't know. So she didn't sign the thing for me to do it. So I was just by myself in the room with the teacher and then like some other teacher like comes and knocks on the door and is like, turn on the TV. Like, you know, I can't even remember even what he said, but you know, he turned it on and like saw what was happening. And so I got to like tell everybody as they were like coming back in. You got to, oh God, you got to break 9-11 to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I said your coworkers almost. Your seventh grade coworkers. Yeah, my seventh grade coworkers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wait. So you're getting vaccinated on 9-11. You're not getting vaccinated on 9-11. Yeah, not getting vaccinated on 9-11. Like low-key anti-vaxxer at this point, but like maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I love it either way. Do you know what you're getting vaccinated for? for I, I don't remember, honestly. Probably get it at work, I guess. Whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> Uh, wow, that's really uh, mind blowing. Wow. Okay. Oof. Okay. I mean, because the vaccine thing, it's weird. If you start to like really go into any of these like rabbit holes, I don't know. You don't strike me as you're, I would say medium schizo, I guess, if I had to like, <laughs> you're definitely, you're open-minded to schizo possibilities. I'd say yeah. you're a grounded person. Um, just generally, that's my vibe I pick from you, I guess. And I think, um, I don't know, when you start to look into these things though, maybe, I, and, like, when did you start to look into these things, I guess? Like, um, not really until COVID. Yeah. Like, and um just things like what to say like i'm sorry it's like like, stop no that's okay um yeah really not until covid not until like the mrna vaccine which i still stupidly got like i just didn't take it seriously you know like i didn't think it would work but i was like oh it's just fake whatever like who cares my family wants me to get it so i'll just like do it to make them happy like whatever but um i didn't really like go down that rabbit hole until maybe like a few months later like i read like the book dissolving illusions and, and at this point I do basically just think that like vaccines are just complete bullshit and like oh. always have been from from the beginning. <laughs> Probably, and I don't even think they're bullshit. I think they're evil. I'm like, what are these? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, they are evil. Absolutely. Scary. Like, we've, I don't know. Yeah. So you start to look into these things, you know, and like maybe you've had this experience where it's like everything starts to get connected in a very alarming way where you're just yeah. like, oh, fuck, wait, this. And so like the 9-11, like this is just anecdotal, your story, you know, about like 9-11 mm-hmm. vaccines, but synchronicities are synchronicities they don't need to be discounted i guess i'll say and i also think it's like there are a lot of uh consistent like conspiracies that kind of can consistent conspiracies that connect (laughs) that's a stupid sentence um new like vaccines like through the anthrax um, vaccine program which is very much oh yeah thing um there's a video you can find of joe biden like literally like right before 9-11 being like there's gonna be an anthrax attack and then like on september 12th being like it's not over there's gonna be an anthrax attack he's like talking about anthrax like he knew and like i don't know it's very disturbing i don't know um kind of bummer note to start the show off (laughs) um so thank you for sharing your 9-11 story um anything else you want to add about you you don't sound like you did 9-11 i don't think i have to yeah i i don't know i I would say i i definitely didn't do it that's what it sounded like I was lying. Like, the way that I said it. I would say, like, that's like what people talk when they're lying, you know, like they like couch it in like that weird way. So I don't know, maybe I did do it. We'll just kind of leave it open, I think. You know, I was speaking with low IQ moron uh, recently mm. the, uh, the other night and from Thoughts and Prayers. And I think he might have done it, honestly. That's mm. a little of something to come here, but like, uh, I think you're both. Wait, is it okay if I may I say uh, where you're from? I believe I know where you're from, so that means it's probably okay to say generally. Are you from? 
Will, what, where are you from? What would you like to say about that? <laughs> I'm from the upper Midwest. Um, originally, I don't want to say like too specifically, um, but but yeah, I'm from the upper Midwest and then I live in the South currently. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. So I picture you, I guess I like, you're time stamped in my mind, like your aura, like your, uh, your brand, I guess, feels like very, yeah, I guess I was going to say a city, but like now that I think of it, like, did I actually think that it was that? Or is it just like this composite, like Cleveland, Chicago, like <laughs> this like composite city in my mind that's just like midwestern opolis sort of i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know but I, yeah i picture you anyway of just kind of like um i even know why i was asking about that so it doesn't really i guess matter no. <laughs> but yeah you have like um yeah just you're very i don't know you are i don't know well i'm gonna like say something really stupid so and like already i have a lot of work to do with cutting stupid things out of this <laughs> fortunate um as a worker yet yeah. as a worker as a poster oh my gosh i have okay so this is as what a worker do. i hate that account oh my god Wait, is that an account yeah that's like oh, this annoying commie guy yeah because there was um as a woman like initially what was her name yeah. like uh i can't remember but um so he like did this thing like as a worker which was like ugh, i don't know yeah, but no. i guess yeah it's a I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, my thing I don't feel like is a reference to that specifically, just a, a sort of more just like the Reddit thing, sort of like when people be like, hi, like, as a like so and so, you know, it's like making fun of that. I don't know. But yeah, he's like super annoying. Uh, he, is it kind of like one of those like it's highly brand oriented where he's cranking out like content around like a certain like theme all the time? Is it like, is it like Marxism stories or whatever? Like, what's yeah, it? it's like Marxism stuff. Like, I think he's like a construction worker or something, but like it's like in a very sort of like psyop y like, <laughs> kind of like fed like type way like he's um i think he was married to um oh what is that jamie peck oh yeah okay. yeah like they i think they like got divorced or something i don't know i don't really know that much about it but yeah just kind of like part of that whole like thing just like really sus very like intellectually dishonest i i think that's, yeah. a really, that's a fair way to say it. i was gonna say a complete like hack like like <laughs> like complete like fraudulent person because like I feel like everyone with over 10,000 followers basically is like not legit like somehow yeah. in some no, way I think that's fair, yeah. like somebody's propping these accounts up like uh, that's my opinion anyway I don't think you have over 10,000 followers I didn't actually no oh my god no no <laughs> I almost forgot like it's so funny because like um I sometimes forget people's like names a little bit like I realize how little I actually associate with actually like fixed objects about certain people via Twitter. And it's kind of like these like ephemeral, like phantasms in my mind. Oh my God. I was just thinking about that today, actually. In the same way, like I was thinking about people and I was like, wait, like what's that person's like actual at? Like, I can't remember, but I just like have them like in my mind as sort of just this like presence. Like that's crazy. Yeah, totally. Exactly. (laughs) Thankfully too. Cause like I have a terrible, like my Nugent hand Vigo, this was like a throwaway account. And now I've like, I'm kind of feel like I'm stuck with it and it's, it's fine. It has significance, but I would take the Vivo part out if I could (laughs) do it. Like the Vivo part. It's sort of like retro. Like I think it's cool. It'll come back. You're probably right. Actually, (laughs) honestly, we we should talk about this a little bit. So like, where did you get your name from? Like, Um, I don't know, but I'm curious. Like Tucker Tucker Marks. Well, I, so it's kind of interesting. Like I didn't actually, so I think I was like going by like Tucker Carlson Marxist and mm. I was in like a group chat and somebody else said Tucker Marx. And I was like, Oh my God, that's brilliant. You know? Cause like it, it does like pertain to Tucker Max, like obviously, you know? And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so good. So I just like changed it to that. And it's just been that ever since. <laughs> I remember, I think I remember you possibly as Tucker Carlson Marxist I feel like that might be when I followed you actually like I all of a sudden have like a weird flashback um do you identify as a Marxist I'm curious there no <laughs> it's just for the branding it's just <laughs> yeah I don't even remember like why I think it was just like that like everyone was kind of like doing stuff like that it was like there was the whole like I'm like a Warren Democrat and then like people are just doing like various like variations of various variations but you know variations on that and so I was I think it was just that and then, yeah, somebody said the Tucker Marks thing. And I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, so much better. And so... It's I a just, perfect like, spot, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Marxism, like, whatever. Like, I, I'm i fine with, like, I don't know, like, people reading books or whatever. I guess that's just <laughs> okay. But, and, like, it's fine. Like, I get it as a, like, pursuit or um, hobby, maybe. But, like, as a, like, a, a thing that we live under, like, kind of yeah. guiding the principles, it's not kind of shitty, to be honest. Although it is kind yeah. of, like, your name has this, like, perfect, like, kind of thesis, antithesis, antithesis. <laughs> Um, vibe which achieves synthesis which is like that's 
and that's art. So like you are, uh, you're doing the, you are posting art. You are an art post. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so Tucker Max is this guy, I guess I should say, who is uh, an author from like the 2000s. Were you a fan of his work? Um, I think his most famous one was, ha- uh, I hope they serve beer in hell. That was what it's called. I actually found his blog in like 2003. Just like, I was like, my parents like bought me a computer, which like they shouldn't have done that. Like, I feel so bad for boomers. They just like didn't know, but like they like bought me a computer. And it's like, I found like Encyclopedia Dramatica and like that was one of, and I found um, Tucker Max's blog. And so I'm like, you know, I'm like a freshman in high school, just like reading all these stories. Like I really, I knew like at the time, like I shouldn't be reading it, but I was just really fascinated by it. Um, by the time that book came out, I don't know if I was really paying that much. Like I was aware of him, but I don't know if I was really a fan of it, but I was really fascinated by the blog. And I think that like the book was the blog post, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think it was like a cash in. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> revised version. I think of like that, like just a consolidation, I think of the like brand, which is kind of, I guess, like, I know, out of control frat boy, like kind of, I don't know. Frat tire is what they called it. That's right. Frat tire. <laughs> yeah. Read the book. I like Tucker Max was a big deal, and I liked his style of like his humor was very like brash. And this was like a time I feel like when like Dane Cook was like really big. Like things were yeah. like very un PC because there'd already been a PC movement. I feel like in the nineties, and there, there was, like, was yeah, and it kind of just like it petered out. Maybe because like the internet wasn't like centralized enough, they weren't really able to like I don't know keep it going. But yeah, it was really like the era of the bro. I feel like. Hmm, that's interesting that the original kind of PC attempts failed maybe because it wasn't able to like be disseminated sort of in the like yeah interesting I hadn't thought of that I think that's very uh that's very um uh observant As, <laughs> I, I mean yes okay wait so hold on um okay so Tucker Max is like this guy he's out of control this was an era and you are wait this is my important question sorry I <laughs> it's really not great for a podcast but <laughs> Um, you seem like you've been on the internet, like, a, like your whole life, like not your whole life, but you kind of like have been on the whole ride kind of like the right time almost. Cause like I have too, but I am like actually very old. And so I've seen it from like, I was pre-internet. Like I saw like internet of the night or no internet nineties, you know? Yeah. It was like, I've missed some of this. I saw, I've seen more than I care to share really honestly, but you kind of are like, um, you've been on the journey. So you, I mean, you are pure poster, you're pure breed, I would say. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of have been on the internet like forever. I mean, I'm not like old enough to have like, you know, done anything like cool or whatever. Like I think the first, um, like first internet experience, I was like, I don't know, like seven or something on like Beanie Baby, like forums. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of like went from there. I know it's like kind of adorable, I guess. I don't know. Um, But yeah, like, you know, my friends and I would like get on like, you know, the Yahoo like chat rooms and stuff and just like say stupid stuff to people. And, you know, I remember like MSN Messenger was like the really big one where I was. It seemed like it kind of like varied like region to region. Like we didn't have AOL, we had MSN, but like, you know, I got that and like, I don't know. There does really seem to be, I think I might have like said this on Twitter too. I don't know, but I really do feel like there's like a through line between like, like MSN messenger and like Twitter. Like, it's just sort of like, I just have kind of just always like, it's just kind of always been there. I don't know. I see that. No, I feel like, um, yeah. And MySpace kind of in a weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely in MySpace. Yeah. Like kind of classic kind of like self-aggrandizing like presentation. Like everyone kind of becomes like a real, like, like a, a Tucker Max of themselves kind of. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like in, uh, yeah, that doesn't happen. Like, well, Facebook maybe was supposed to be like, Facebook's a really strange. Um, Facebook was so like, not fun. I was really disappointed in it. Like after MySpace, cause MySpace was so cool. Like you could like edit it and you could like make your profile, like play a song that like somebody couldn't stop, which like, <laughs> like make them listen to it. I like love that. And then like Facebook was just like so boring, but then everyone got on it. So it's like, you had to make the switch. It was awful. You know, it was so, I remember my first Facebook post, I like had a hemorrhoid scare and I posted like this <laughs> H stick. Anyway, it's kind of disgusting, but it, it was funny. And I would have posted <laughs> that like on my little blog on MySpace, which was, you know, like silly. And like, it was like very like a pre-Twitter version of me, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know, like people didn't like it. They were mad. And this was even before family was really came. Like it was, there was a period where Facebook had at least just like young people. Oh yeah. No, it, used, it was fun for a while, for sure. Remember, do you remember, um, what were they called? Like 
flair there was this period of facebook yeah. stickers on things and they were like i had really inappropriate flair it was you could like remove things from other people's walls like it was so crazy <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i don't know like i had like i had very inappropriate i had like white supremacist <laughs> flair I oh had, my god <laughs> radical and that was and that was the year i have to say like i am not i do not self-identify as a white supremacist however <laughs> As an aesthetic, as a, you know, consumer of aesthetics, maybe, mm-hmm. like, I thought it was kind of uh, radical or controversial and kind of fun, you know, in that kind of, like, what people forget is, like, a very punk way to do things. Oh, like, yeah, no, fascism has always been, like, a really cool aesthetic, I feel like, especially in punk. Like, everyone loved that shit. Everyone loved it, cause, and also because it was, like, kind of offensive, which was, like, that te- time also, like, the 2000s, like, especially, like, that mid-2000s period mm-hmm. was, like, like, um, inappropriate. People, like, hated, like, to be a PC and, like, celebrated, I feel like, um, irreverence i don't know do you yeah do, um do you um like okay so this year also okay so there was irreverence and there's also the kind of this like bratty kind of like pop punk movement which i feel like i want to touch on with you because you are a connoisseur and maybe perhaps i don't know even what the right word is like you are <laughs> a, an icon of pop punk intellectualism let's say that i guess <laughs> definitely like an influencer to me i feel like and uh, it's become kind of like trendy recently but i feel like you go you are diehard like you are everything to that me about that tell me about your uh love of pop punk i just really really like i don't know if i'm really like a connoisseur like an intellectual like anything like there are some people who like know like so many different bands so many different albums they can like name this and that and like i don't really know that but it's just like if i like really like an album i'll just like listen to it like 50 million times and i don't know i just i just really like pop punk like it's so it's so like it has like the energy of like punk but it's i mean i'm like oh my god it's like punk but it's like pop like (laughs) but like i just i really really love that sort of just like um what's the word I'm looking for like buoyant sort of like exuberant I feel like there's like a different word that I'm looking for that I'm like not thinking of but I just really really like that no you nailed it you, those are great words those are intellectual words I will mind you like you are an intellectual <laughs> I think you're obsessed with certain albums that means that you have a you clearly know what you like and like it doesn't some people know everything like I am one of those people but it's not really that important those <laughs> autistic anyway so it doesn't matter like it's not that hard what's important is that like you understand the vibe and how to like how to read it kind of and how to perceive it and like it, it matters to you it moves you right yeah oh my god yeah definitely no i'm very very moved by it mm-hmm. uh, what's like what's what's like on your like uh radar right now like in terms of like i guess like just that that vibe who's hitting like recently for you well i don't really listen to a lot of like new music anymore which is kind of <laughs> yeah um you don't know like honestly i mostly just like listen to the whole study like over and over again <laughs> which isn't pop punk actually like that's sort of like a different thing but it's like related you know like it all comes out of like the hardcore scene like initially well i mean the whole study doesn't exactly well it kind of does i mean I- craig finn comes out of the har- hardcore scene and then anyway sorry now i'm just like going off and like this different yeah, thing it's spiritually but- <laughs> i would say are hardcore like it comes from yeah. that movement i mean whether they know it or not like in a sense you know like yeah it's kind of um because i feel like the pop punk like everyone i never minded it like i was like an annoying alternative like clubber in the night days late early 2000s late 90s there was a whole period where i was part of like stupid things but i was like punk adjacent we'll call it like i was a scene star that's what they used to be before there was hipsters they had a thing right you hear about this there was a thing called scene stars and i i was one of them it was great but it's uh it was a long time ago and people were able to um oh my gosh keep losing my train of thought people were like really annoyed by pop punk at that time it was not like very oh yeah it was like fake and gay like yeah but i always thought it was but I, I went, I took my sister to Blink-182, like, in, like, 2000, like, for the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket tour, I think, or something. Nice. Like, I love it, you know? It's not, it's just melodic hardcore, like, with kind of a, the pop punk is more of, like, an attitude or a vibe of that specific music. All punk music is basically pop music, like, ultimately. Yeah. I don't know. It's always been kind of the same. It's just, like, different, like, modes. I don't know. People get so, like, hung up on that stuff. So I appreciate you for keeping, like, keeping the lights on. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you, like, what is your thoughts on, like, just, like, the Y2K, like, renaissance? I feel like there's kind of, like, a a comeback. And it seems like you're kind of the prime of you. Like, do you sense that is true? And what's your thought there? I don't know. Um, I really am like a fan of like the late 2000s. And I sort of worry about like that period is kind of like being like forgotten. Like, 
I don't know. Like I was, I really liked like the hipster runoff blog, like a lot. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I feel like I got, it's important to like keep that like alive. Like I follow the, um, I don't even like, what is it called? Like the hipster run on like bot or something. I don't know. It just like tweets like pieces of like the blog and I'll just go and like retweet that every now and then I do feel like, I don't know. I need to like keep that banner going. Um, I don't know if there really is a resurgence. I mean, I'm not saying like, I disagree. I just, I don't know if I'm really like tapped into it or not, but I, I mean, I hope so. I feel like it's like really popular again. That's true. That is true. She's definitely had a resurgence. She looks so good too. She has, I guess, like, I don't know, there's some video of her, I guess she, like, is voting for Trump, I guess. Really? So she said she voted for Trump. That's what the clip was, which wasn't a surprise to me, because Kathy Hilton, who's, like, on The Real Housewives, is, like, famous, like, crazy, like, she's a crazy, like, lady, but she's a crazy right-wing lady. And it's, like, she's a huge Trump supporter, so it isn't surprising. Um, Wait, do you watch, you watch Housewives, I believe, as well? I do. Mostly just Beverly Hills. But, yeah, I just finished um, the most recent season, like, I mean, it's, like, a few months ago now? I don't know, pretty recently. Very behind on the Beverly Hills, unfortunately, because it's I don't know it, all the it became overloading. Yeah, I didn't watch it for like five years. Like it's fun. Like <laughs> I do. Like who's your favorite? Um, who's your favorite housewife on Beverly Hills? Hmm. At this point, forever. Like, just thinking, like I don't know if I really like. Pro- oh, Brandy Glanville, definitely. Like all time, like for sure. Oh my god, I completely forgot about her. Yeah, no, she's the best. Did you hear she raped like Caroline Manzo from Real Housewives? No. <laughs> on the Ultimate Girls Trip. I don't watch like these, like, there's so many spin-offs now on shows you cannot possibly keep up. But I guess they like just were filming one. Like she sexually assaulted Caroline Manzo in the bathroom or something. <laughs> it's really that Brandy's really uh she's wild, but she is a lot of fun. <laughs> she was so fun. Yeah, I feel like she really brought like a lot of like energy like to the show I, I don't know she she was good I maybe I sort of stopped watching it like after she wasn't on it anymore I don't know it had like a real like just I don't know it got really boring I feel like and like I don't know maybe the last season was like kind of boring too but I just really felt like getting back into it I don't know I did really I, I like the dynamic between like Kyle and like Kim Richards even though it was like super sad it was just like really captivating but like Kim Richards just, like isn't on it anymore Oh my god you stole my goddamn house like when kim richards oh my god, yeah. i remember okay my was obsessed actually when kim richards came back kind of like as a friend this is not gonna be interesting to anyone who doesn't watch but i will just say it was hilarious when she like gave her like the bunny like lisa renna gave this like bunny to this other housewife yeah. kim richards he's like unstable like a, literally a meth head like just really really i love kim richards actually i like love her like i was like but she's probably not very well and probably shouldn't be on tv and when yeah. she like had to back moment she gave this bunny rabbit back to um this uh, back to lisa renee i don't know i was really obsessed with that I was actually asking you about like Donald Trump because I feel like talking about him, it seems kind of fun. And yeah, we're ramping up. I don't like it's don't really want to get political on this podcast. It's mostly just for fun, but I mean, like it comes up. So like, Donald Trump is fun though. He is fun. He transcends like everything. What's um what is your thoughts on Trump for 2024? I mean, I support him. Like it's it's kind of depressing though because ultimately I feel like he just can't win and like he's also like getting older like I hate to say it but it kind of seems like he's sort of like in his like low energy phase but at the same time like he still kind of does like have it you know like his like little thing about like the two n-words is like so good did you see that like can you tell me about this yeah he's like you know it's like there are two n-words he's like one he's like you're not supposed to say it's like you can't say it's like that's the bad one and like the other one is like nuclear you know, and it's just so funny. Like, he just does this bit about the N-word. It just, like, kills, like, every time. Like, oh, my gosh. I yeah. love this. I love this. I don't know. He's, a, he's first and foremost a comedian. Well, at first and foremost, yeah. he's, actually like, a dramatic diva woman. Like, I think he's actually our first, like, 
woman president in some ways. Like he's he is a diva. It's like I don't know. Like he's very dramatic. I don't know. He's almost (laughs) like I don't even know like how to think of him exactly. I I think I said this like before too. I don't know. I don't know if it matters. So I said something before. But anyway, like I feel like he could be like a legend. Like eventually, like you know, maybe in like a couple hundred years, like people will talk about him and it'll be like, did he really exist? Like I don't know. Like he contributed so much to the language, which I think is like really fascinating. You know, like you don't really get that too much from like one person. Like the only other person I can really think of who did that was like Shakespeare. You know. And, like, I just think that's, like, interesting that he's, I don't know, he's, like, amazing. I feel like he does sort of, like, transcend, like, all, all of these other things. You're blowing my mind. I feel, like, giddy right now. Like, I'm really thinking, <laughs> okay, so, like, I also, okay, so I have, like, a fan as well. He is, like, a crazy person. He does, I don't love him as president all the time because it's mostly because of the annoying, like, response. So, but it's just, there was this whole COVID thing that I'm a little bit concerned about. Um, that was, but it, anyway, he, yeah. he's so funny, though. Like, I, he just makes me laugh. And I remember, like, <laughs> I don't know, I just remember, like, kind of jokingly saying president. I feel like I was one of the first people to ever say the words, like, President <laughs> Trump to, like, a coworker in, like, yeah. summer 2016 because they kept saying, like, President, I mean, President Hillary. And I was like, or President Trump, and everyone was like, bite your tongue. And it was like a dramatic <laughs> moment, um, unfortunately for me. And I was just kidding, but, and that was like the end of that. Like, that was before you could not joke like that anymore. I feel like you were yeah. still, too. I don't know. Do you feel like that? That <laughs> I know. Are you, um, like, as a worker speaking of, like, do you feel like uh, comfortable talking about like Donald Trump as you were expressing to me, like in like the workplace? Oh my God. Yeah, no, totally. Like I don't talk to anyone like at work, like other than just like the most sort of just like shallow, you know, niceties and stuff. Like I, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. It is that like wild. Did you, like, I feel like it was like right at 20s, like right that election, like broke these people's brains. And then it was suddenly like, nothing was funny. Like nothing was okay. Like nothing was permissible. And that's when all like these psyops like really ramped up. So in like a lot of ways, like I feel like Donald Trump is like been weaponized um, in some ways, kind of as this, like, he is like a coronavirus in his like own way, kind of, cause it was kind of like a, a syndrome. Like there was this kind of like contagion. Yeah. No, totally. There totally was. And it was insane. Like, and I mean, when he got elected in like 2016, I mean, like full disclosure, I was like a huge libtard and I was like sad about it and stuff. I was like shocked, you know, but I really liked him. I mean, like before the election and honestly, even like after, like I was like, I remember thinking like, it's going to suck when this election is over and we're not just like hearing about Trump all the time anymore because he's so funny. Like, (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, it definitely did like make everyone go insane. I mean, when he first got elected, I probably like went insane a little bit, but like, I just, I just don't understand how anyone can hate him he's just so great like and it makes me sad that like so many people are like missing out on like the joy that he can like bring them because they just are so blinded by like i don't know their derangement i guess you have said so many great brilliant things about him right now that have gotten me so excited and i feel like we need your evangelism for this <laughs> campaign you're you're hired but i first of all <laughs> but um who knows maybe who knows we can dream big um and also yeah you're right like him becoming a legend feels so like possible to me because yeah he is larger than life yeah it's hilarious because like people seem to forget like i feel like the libs forget like and they quote him they they say like many such cases and things like that and they don't know that that's like a donald trumpism yeah i don't know it's really wild and then have you heard of like this weird thing where it's like um, this book from like nineteen, like nineteen oh one. It's like the, the adventures of this man, like Donald. It's this man named Trump, actually. And it's like there's a kid, there's a guy named Baron. Wait, hold on, I remember the details. It's basically a time traveler, a president. Whoa, has like many <laughs> striking uh, comparisons to Donald Trump, who like goes to Russia. It's very, it's very weird. Hold on, let me just find the title because I feel like I should like at least. Uh, Cite it. Oh my gosh, I can't do anything. Anyway, yeah, and it has like a sequel where there's a child named Baron and he goes riot like on like Fifth Avenue when the president gets elected and everyone's like really up in arms and the socialists are angry. It's like really freaking crazy. Wait, um Trump president book prediction that's not gonna work but let's just <laughs> oh, i did okay the 19th century offer okay it's called the last president it's from the year 1900 i'll link to it in the show notes it's really, really it's a creepy conspiracy theory to be honest because um there's a theory that like donald trump's uncle who was this like people forget don't know this i guess but his uncle was this like nuclear scientist he was like a mathematician something I like that. Know that government worker and apparently he was the person who like was in charge of like Nikola Tesla's like papers, like when the government like obtained them. And so there's this theory that he like built a time machine ring. (laughs) 
or something. And the Donald Trump has it, which is very similar to Back to the Future Part Two, which I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah, no, oh my God, I love Back to the Future. I love Part Two, too. It's like Trump kind of, like this Biff guy becomes president. Yeah, they based him on Trump, actually. Yes, it's so weird. Like the time traveling machine in that movie. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of like wild to me. I I think it's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely open to it. Like I'm literally open to like any possibility at this point. Is there um, a conspiracy theory that like, um, is, I don't know, is there one that you're ashamed to have? Like, is there any ones where you're just like, I believe this and it's like, uh, it, it sucks, but it's true. <laughs> I don't know if there's like any, I follow um, human vibration. I can't remember like what, if that's her at or not, or if it's just like her name on Twitter, but she's like one of those people who like talks about like people like wearing like masks and just like all kinds of like crazy stuff. And like, I don't necessarily believe it, but I don't like not believe it either. So I guess I am kind of like, it's, it's really interesting. Like I actually feel like, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but it's like, I read like her stuff and it's like, it's like truer than true in a way. Like I actually feel like everybody should read it. Like, I don't know. I'm not being like super articulate about it, but it's like, I'm like, is that true? Like, I don't know. But like, there's something that's like, I feel like if you read it and you sort of like take it as true, like you'll like do better, like in terms of like how you like process like all of this like information. I don't know. So I'm not exactly sure how to feel about that because I know that it's like insane, but I'm like, but maybe, I don't know. Wow. No, I feel like you actually said it very well. Like, um, <laughs> and I like, I'm going to say it in a horrible jumble way now back to you because I want <laughs> because I like I like I'm gonna listen to this back I'm gonna follow link to this person too because I really want to yeah. not familiar I don't think but it's almost like um it's almost like providing like a framework in a sense or like a way yeah. to approach the world and even if you're not taking it literally it's kind of like um it's just a, a, a way of arranging the information kind of so that you can kind of validate in a sense I guess what's true or not for yourself. yeah maybe that's what it is it's like a framework and it kind of like gives you some distance from it because like her thing is basically like everything is fake you know like um, you know, COVID's fake, all the politicians are fake, vaccines are fake, like everything is fake. And so I don't necessarily think that that's true, but it's like, if you look at things in that way, maybe you can kind of see it like more holistically and it like, gives you a better perspective. I don't know exactly. I've been like, I've been thinking about it for a long time. I feel like I haven't really figured it out yet, but I would definitely follow her. I wish I knew like what the, I could, I could look it up, I guess, like and see. Um, it's fine. It's like, no, no. Yeah. It's a loose, it's a loose setting, please. I'm like, right. I was busy with my lights earlier. It's totally fine. <laughs> I, um, I like, um, feel like what um, you were just saying though is like really interesting because I feel like in a way, like I've been thinking like everyone kind of needs their own like skeleton key to kind of understand the world. I think yeah. it's hard to like, it's hard to do that, I guess. Or it's helpful for people to have like reference points to, for doing that, I guess. And it's like hers maybe isn't going to be like the key that opens your door per se, but it's like giving you, it's like teaching you how to build a key, I guess, in a sense, or how to unlock the key to this weird door of mysteries and like understanding. Yeah. Oh, I forgot like the main thing, like her, like this idea is like that, um, I don't know, like people are like harvesting energy from people or something. And so like, there's this concept called like the loosh and like the idea is that like everything that happens is like, like engendering that. And so it's like, if you kind of look at that and think of things that way, it's like kind of maybe like, it makes you take a step back before like getting like really freaked out about like whatever story. Cause I, I don't like, again, like, it's like, I don't think that's like literally true, but like, it kind of is true, you know? I don't know. Absolutely. Well, I think it's, I kind of think it's literally true, but it's it's literally true. I don't know. Also like the system that we are born into in the world exploits our energy, like our potential resources from the moment we are born, we are being like harvested essentially and like exploited through our our labor, our efforts, our, our work. Like, I want to talk to you about work in just a second, but it's like kind of like that, you know what I mean? Like there is like a system that is rigged against us as Donald Trump so eloquently told us and taught us, you know? Yes. And it's, I think that's kind of like, to me, it sounds like uh, what you're kind of alluding to is that even like, I, I maybe am starting to think that there is like something horrific going on with um, energy harvesting. And anyway, we don't have to go into what's going on at my mind at the moment per se, but I do think that even if it's not literally true, it's like, possibly true in other ways <laughs> I don't know it, like it yeah I don't know it is true like again I don't know if it's literally true but it's like maybe one of those things yeah it's truer than true if you look at things that way you're gonna have a better perspective I, I think <laughs> and in fact, what, what it does also those kinds of things it's like LSD I almost say for your mind where it just like yeah. opens up possibilities and makes you uh you can maybe just find your own like kind of like oddities and on your own like kind of terms you know yeah no um I want to talk to you about work because I don't know like I don't know. Like I, I'm obsessed with work. I I've worked so hard in my life. I feel like I've also been Aww. 
lazy, but like you strike me as a hard worker. Like, no, about- stop. Oh my God. I didn't know I say hard worker. I would say like, that sounds like such an insult. It should be- no, it doesn't sound like an insult at all. I just feel bad because I'm like, not. <laughs> Are you a Capricorn? Probably not. No, no, I'm a Taurus. Well, we'll check the chart. There might be some cat recording there. I, I don't like being wrong. I'm just kidding. I don't know why. I'm not even like studied in astrology, but recently yeah. I just. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, I really only know mine. I'm well, actually, wait, do I know? Okay. I'm a Taurus. And then I have um, a cancer moon, which I know enough to know, like that kind of sucks. Like, um, <laughs> and then like, well, not like that it sucks. It, like it sucks for me. Like it's just sort of like emotional, like stressful or whatever. And then I have a Libra <laughs> rising, which I don't really totally understand like what that, that means. That sounds powerful. Ooh, Libra yeah. rising seems like, that's <laughs> rising. That seems like you seem even keeled. So that doesn't like surprise me, I guess, in a way you have a, you, you have balance a, a balanceability about you that seems very, <laughs> very, I keep saying grounded, but it's balanced. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you, but you also seem like, in, I don't know, in, industrious is the right word you, I don't know but like I feel I've I don't know I works like I think it work is important like as a thing to do I think, I think everyone should be doing things but it's also yeah. like I have a lot of theories about work but it's also like the system that we we're born into and this, we have to like kind of live under sucks like the way work is done here it sucks like um how tired are you of working <laughs> I'm like very tired of it honestly I feel like I could just like retire and like I, I would be good um, I mean I wouldn't just like do nothing you know I would just like find the things that I was interested in, in and just do that like that's really what I resent about work is it's just not like anything that I'm interested in and I guess it's like well why don't you do things that you're interested in for work but it's like I feel like there's just not really any overlap there like a thousand percent like I'm yeah. in research I can't just go work for children's health defense I tried they didn't want <laughs> qualified but what's important is that like if i have the time to do things i don't know like or if this podcast for example like okay yeah. i'm gonna do a podcast ha 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 it's a fucking pain in the ass it is a lot of work it's a labor of love i do yeah. enjoy putting it all together but as a virgo rising i'm a perfectionist i got some issues with um just like resolving things ever because they're never good enough and so that's like personal work i have to do and that's some more time i have to take out which is not covered by my health insurance because that all the mental health stuff is like extra maybe you've heard of that before i don't know it's like really crazy my point being like working is really just like it's great if you can actually do what you're passionate but it's like eight percent of people maybe maybe less get to do what they're like truly love doing you know yeah i don't know i just feel like am i i feel like we don't all need to work as hard as we did and i think everyone could just like take everything that needs to be done and just like divide it all up and just distribute it evenly it'd probably be like four hours like a week and that's like what we got totally I don't know. It just, everyone just does like different things. And like, if some people would love it and they will just like have to work extra, they'll like want to. So they can't, I think they should be allowed to work extra if they want to. Yeah. Their paycheck though, they, anything extra that they work comes out of their paycheck. I feel like back to the, back to us, the state <laughs> and they can work extra hours and girl boss or whatever if they want, to. but like the rest of us can just pursue passion projects or whatever, or do like meaningful work in our communities, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's frustrating. Um, do you mind talking? Like, I'm kind of interested in like remote work versus office work. Mm-hmm. Do you mind talking at all about like the uh, impact of like the coronavirus? Were you impacted by that at all in terms of like how you worked, like generally speaking? Um, sort of. Like when it first happened, um, I was actually working at a call center. That was what I did before this. Actually, I have like a history of like working like in call centers, which sucks. But like. I don't know. I was like, I was like really, really good at it, you know, but it's just like, um, it's so much like, I feel like this term is like really kind of like been ruined, but it's so much like emotional labor. Like, and I think that's actually how like it was supposed to be used, like initially, like not just like, you know, being someone's friend, but like, you know, sort of like having to like, um, you know, expend that like literally like for work. And oh my God, I don't know why I even did it for so long. Um, But anyway, I was working at a call center like when that happened. And so they did like have us all work from home and working, um, doing call center work from home is like not fun. I mean, it was kind of better than doing it at the office because I could like smoke weed and stuff. But like, it's definitely like it was, it just sort of like oh well you know the work part is like dumb like if we could just like stop doing that like it would be better I don't know but like so I did that for a while um and then I ended up quitting that job and um moving to a different state uh and I was unemployed for a while which was honestly like that was fun like I liked to be like I hadn't been unemployed really like since when did I like start working really I don't know when I was in college I guess like 
I was like, it's like a six month stretch, maybe, or I just like didn't work. And I don't know. I, that was nice. But anyway, um, I started, like, I started working again, like in an office specifically. So I wasn't really like affected by it. Like, you know, I was just like coming to work and stuff, but there, most of the people in the office don't work in the office anymore. They work from home. So I guess I was like affected by it in that way, but it was like already like that when I got there. Mm-hmm. And that like, sorry, that was like really rambling. <laughs> that makes sense. I feel like, um, <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> I did. Wait, okay. Um, so oh, sorry, go, go on, go on. Oh no, that's okay. I mean, that was pretty much like the end of that thought. I okay. Um, okay. So I guess like my, um, I know I had like, a major brain fart also, but I think what I was like going to say before something, um, happened to me, I think I'm being abducted. I think, well, I, like, I realized <laughs> that, well, I actually had this realization. So I'll tell you this was what's going okay. on. I was like, I lured you onto the show. I was like, I have advice for, like, I'm, I'm a seasoned worker and I'm going to like teach this kid something. Like I had this, <laughs> I was like, Tucker, come on my show. But then I realized like in that moment when you're talking, honestly, I was like, that is a lie. And like, Tucker has everything to teach me. Like, I feel like I have, uh, <laughs> like, I just felt like I just had this like, very weird moment. It was just like, uh, <laughs> I also like lost complete, like control of my body and like emotion. <laughs> It's happy. It's like fine. It's cool. Um, back on track though. Like I think. Well, actually, I will. I'll say this. Like you do strike me though. Is like I relate to you and your story because it's like I'm. Um, like I'm. I've not worked. There's been a period of time where I haven't worked maybe twice. I think in my life, and like mm-hmm. that's. I feel like this is like going on like twenty years probably of work, and maybe six to eight months where I didn't work. I was like unemployed, and it was the best time ever. It was so like awesome. You that's know? when I started posting, like really posting, because I didn't have a job, so I could just like be on Twitter all the time. Oh gosh, really? and, like, yeah, but it was 2009, but still. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you probably had fun things to do then, because yeah, this was like you know during the pandemic and stuff. So there also like wasn't anything else to like do you know but no being an unemployed in 2009 would would rock 2009 was such a fun year it was i had a blackberry what did i have yeah the blackberry i had a black i had a blackberry store it was the fucking worst phone ever storm, oh my god the storm. i had the pearl oh, so, oh okay well that one was cool because i had like you know the actually like, keep yeah that was like a classic phone like i would almost like be like interested in, like having that now i actually looked into that a while ago to see if you could like use like those old phones but like you like really can't like yeah, I mean, every, maybe you could, but it would be like a like you can't just easily do it like at all. <laughs> it sucks because like I got like a smaller phone because I was mm-hmm. like I want to be like on my phone less because I had like this big ass iPhone and I like I hate iPhone I hate everything about like phones like I don't get new yeah. ones very often and I finally upgraded and it was like a mini and I was like I'm just a cute little phone and it actually sucks and I feel like I made a terrible choice <laughs> I feel like it's like glitchy I feel like phones aren't made as well as they used to be like yeah. those phones should still work in a sense like those really old ones but they just like I don't know they just, the tech it's really just I guess the like technology or the software doesn't keep up I don't know it's, yeah it's, in 2009 infrastructure and architecture everything about that time well yeah I would say 2000 six to 2009 actually do i think that's a good period of time or am i traumatized by it i'm trying to (laughs) what's your like most salient or like what's the the indelible marks of like that era to you like what stands out um oh my god like uh neon like pop punk like forever the sickest kiss the jersey shore um oh my god like the hangover movies uh what else was like It just sort of like we were talking about earlier, just that really like non PC time. Like, oh my God, if you could like go back and watch those movies, like within like the first, like, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes, it's like paging Dr. Faggot or something. They're just so like, <laughs> I would just not be allowed now, like at all. Like, I don't know. It was just such a like fun, like colorful time, like, um, like scene girls and like all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, oh my God, I don't know. I just, I love it. I'm really nostalgic for, for that period. Oh my gosh, you're making me, now you're reminding me, and actually there was, like, some cool stuff going on to me with, like, this, like, intersection, like, it's kind of, like, weird emo rave, almost, I would call yeah. it, or, like, kind of just, like, it's, like, the hot topicification of everything, kind of, where it just, like, all melted together, which really it is, because they, like, sold the goth stuff and the raver pants at Hot, hot Topic, eventually they it's were true, all, yeah. like, come together, in fact, there was even, do you remember, like, the zombie, or, like, the goth rave, like, um, YouTube, like, meme, there was, like, this, like, I don't know, these, like, 
weird like goth ravers it was just this like weird youtube clip they're like dancing under a bridge and they just like looked like completely insane uh, but there was a period where there's like the music was just like i what was this group um blood on the dance floor I don't yeah know yeah blood on the dance floor yeah totally I loved that shit i thought it was so good i guess like the lead singer like many a pop punk or adjacent singer mm. um like uh canceled i guess i don't know what yeah, yeah that's the kind of bummer about that scene it's like <laughs> like, <laughs> like young fans and like yeah <laughs> it was a real unfortunate timing for that scene because i don't think it was anything different for what was going on in like the music industry probably uh, by, for decades you know what i mean like i feel like we're not i don't know i shouldn't qualify all the allegations but yeah. I <laughs> going on in many cases probably was systematic and whether or not that is uh morally okay or whatever i guess i'll set aside for a moment but what i will say is that the collision of like suddenly the all the like just pc kind of wokeness of like the uh, like next decade kind of hit and like all those people were just at the right age to just be like, oh my gosh, like I was like assaulted by whatever Dady, whatever the guy's name was from. Yeah. Just kind of just like, I know they just kind of grew into it through their like own mature, like path of maturity, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What do you think about all the like, the cancellation of pop punk, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. See, I feel like there are some that are like stupid. Like, I feel like this, like, didn't the singer of like brand new get like canceled over like some like dumb stuff? See, I don't know that much about it. So I could really like be like talking like out of turn. I don't know. But I do, I'm, I don't know specifically, but I thought I remembered like the blood on the dance floor. I was actually like, there, there are some like really creepy people in pop punk, honestly, because it's like it had, you know, all of these like young fans and like, mm, I don't know. I still think that that was going on in like rock and roll business. Oh, well, yeah, no, definitely. Oh my God, totally. That's like baked into like the entire legacy, like all of those guys, like, yeah. I don't even know that it's, I wonder how it is because I don't, I doubt that it's really changed. I think it's just probably, yeah. they're probably like trafficking Ukrainian, like teenage girls, like in backstage, like in special secure areas that they have access to because of COVID. So there's like, that's one thing I've noticed about COVID. There's a large separation of like, I don't know, just everybody. I don't know. There's, it seems easy to hide things in this era where everything yeah. is over. Everything's still like, I don't know where you, it's like this where you are, but like a lot of places like, feel covid still like there's like sections like kind of closed off or just feel like like run down I guess I don't know no I know what you mean like where I'm at like it's not really like any of that stuff is still going on but you can see like sort of like the after effects of it you know like a lot of businesses like closed you know it just sort of seems like it like took the energy out of like a lot of things in a way that never like completely recovered I don't know and I mean honestly like I mean I myself am pretty like atomized and isolated like at this point in my life although also I think that's partially just like being older but it definitely was like um really accelerated I feel like by all of that stuff like all of the I I realized like or maybe like somebody else said I don't know but like all of the like new friends that I've like made like since the pandemic are like all online like (laughs) I've only lost friends since the Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, same. Very, very really. Like, I feel this. I mean, I think you're right. There's a degree of it, of getting older, but it was, it's also just like this ritualistic, there's like a fetishization of staying at home. Like everything yeah. is, and it's honestly, I live in a, a city, there's things to do, but it's also like, it. there's this, I don't know, there is some kind of like plague over everything. I don't have to describe it, but it's like this, new, there is like a new normal and I can feel it. And I don't. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a dark vibe and I don't know that might also just be like other like aspects like of this city too but it's definitely like I know what you're talking about like I perceive that as well
um, COVID and the whole Vax thing is a bummer. And I yeah. feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't even want to go into it too much, but you mentioned like dissolving illusions. And actually, I'm just kind of curious because you mentioned that your mom didn't get you vaccinated, but like, did you come from like anti-vax like roots or like, tell me like a little bit about your like, your, your true anti-vax like journey, I guess. Yeah, like- not at all, honestly. I don't really know like what her like issue was with that at the time. Like, I do feel like my mom definitely like used to be like more like based or whatever than like she is now. But like, they were never like anti-vaxxers or anything like that. But I mean, my parents were always sort of like, like anti-establishment and stuff. I do feel like they sort of like, like they're the reason that like I'm the way that I am. And it's frustrating because like they completely just buy into all of this stuff. But I'm just like, why did you make me this way? And then like, I don't know. But like, um, yeah, I don't really have like anti-vax like roots. Or, I wish I did. That would be cool. But like, no. <laughs> kind of cooler that you got there on your own really in some I guess, yeah. <laughs> if you have roots I guess it's cool for cred for sure it's always good yeah. to have out um like what was the most shocking thing okay yeah if you don't mind you maybe didn't read it recently but like what's uh, like your most shocking thing you've learned from like dissolving illusions or just like other just like the vaccine revelation that you've had yeah, well, just like how they like make like, I mean, this is not the mRNA vaccines, but like how they make like regular vaccines, like they like um, use like animal like tissue and like infect it. And it's like all this like pus stuff. And also like um, I was reading about like, you know, they like use these like, and I'm sorry, I'm so inarticulate because I don't really like remember all the specifics, but they, like using like cows to like make these vaccines. And then like they a lot of the time just like sell the cows like back and like have them like people like eat them and stuff and they were like all like infected and like diseased and like it's just always been like a complete shit show like the guy who um like did the first like vaccine like he didn't like he experimented on like one child like he like infected his child like it was like oh let's see what happens to him and then like I guess even I don't know, but like that's like what the whole thing was like. It's just insane. Like it's I don't know. <laughs> no, it's like uh, I think it's Edward Jenner or whatever. Yeah, 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 Jenner. Yeah. Well, the most scary, like Jonas Salk, seems kind of creepy a little bit. Like there's like a lot of um, very sinister. <laughs> like a lot of people died from the polio vaccine. Like it was there's a yeah, lot. Yeah, dude, the polio vaccine. Yeah, it was just like complete horseshit. Like that picture of like all of those people like in like the iron lungs. Like that's a completely fake. Like they just like got them all together and like did like a photo op like they had like iron lungs in hospitals but it was just like you know they might have like one or two or something but they just like completely like manufactured this like entire entire thing like i mean there's not even like a single like polio virus and like it, it from from what i could understand anyway it just really came from you know people just not having good like sanitation yes i think then that's what came through <laughs> a lot was like improved like uh cleanliness and our conditions like i know tucker uh marks you were just spitting i think i called you tucker max six times this you were spitting you were spitting fire just now like that was like something max it was important and it's like uh no you were really very articulate you got out those things better than like i could and i want to be like more anti-vax on this like program than i am currently like i feel like just being here i'm like exuding anti-vaxness but it's like no i want to like turn it up a little bit just because like the whole covid thing's gotten weird and i'm like I don't know the whole COVID like conspiracy world I just don't even like pay attention to that closely anymore it's just gotten like we used to religiously watch like CHD and like like High Wire like all these shows like all the time uh, but I feel distance from it but um but there's so much psyopy stuff with it now like I kind of feel like because I did you talk about this maybe I don't know but like sort of like how there's like like the psyop and then there's kind of like the counter psyop it's like it's sort of like giving you both and like it's just kind of like like the whole um like all those like videos like people shaking and like the project Veritas thing I thought was just like really like I don't know so I've kind of distanced myself from it too because I feel like I just kind of like can't trust like anything exactly anymore I don't know no, same. Yeah, no, I feel like I call it like the narrative and then like the counter narrative. Yeah, like, yeah. It's real, but the counter narrative, I was like talking about this with Low IQ Moron, how like they make it, oh, they have like the counter narrative, but all those people are crazy looking. You know, it's like Judy Mikovits, who like I am obsessed with, like she's like in pandemic, but like she's crazy. It's like a lot of like really crazy seeming people. Um, or it's like Stephen Bannon show. Like I can't believe how much Steve Bannon I watch, but I watch a lot of it. Although now, but like now it's like I saw where this was all heading months ago because because of Steve Bannon, because I was like, why is he so into this? And it's like, 
war with China. Like everything's like kind of moving up to this, like, oh, now it's a lab leak and now we're going to do this war with China. And you can see it like from all sides. And it's like, well, that's a bummer, guys, that you just went right for the side up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, we can wrap in just a few minutes, um, Tucker, if that's okay. I was yeah. going to like a couple other questions. Actually, one thing I was just thinking, I just wanted to say is like, you said something about the cows and it made me like be like his mad cow disease, like from vaccines. I was like, probably. I feel like almost Maybe. Every- oh my God. Probably. <laughs> So many things, it turns out. I feel like Lyme disease, as I started to do research, like Lyme disease is probably a bioweapon. Like I'm barely convinced. Oh, yeah. Research, all the HIV stuff. Ooh, that's a dark hole. Like, and what's creepy about the HIV stuff is directly connected. Everybody, same people to the COVID thing. Like it's not a great. Yeah. It seems like they really handled it in like a very like similar way, just sort of like as badly as possible to like. I don't know, like make I don't know. It's just like like the protocols and like I don't you know, I don't know enough specifics to really talk about. I feel like that always happens to me where I like try to talk about something and I'm just like, wait, I don't like actually know any of the specifics. But I do remember like reading about that a while ago and just being like really just like disgusted and shocked by it. And I was like, shit, like nothing is new, you know. No, and I have a I do I do have a lesson for you because you do know what you're talking about. You sound like you were going there. So I feel like when you have the impulse, I feel like you should ignore it and just be like, I know what I'm just lie to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably right. Believe it. I know what I'm talking about. Like whatever. And maybe you don't know what you're talking about, but that doesn't matter. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. And if you know what you're talking about you know what you're talking about so then you'll be fine because i feel right. like um i'm not like i'm not that's like a horrible i feel like i was like so luxury and daddy no guy. no that's good that's good but i will say like and yeah that was like, like, excellent all these points have been so excellent you've like taught you have taught me so much tonight and like i know a lot of this stuff but you, even the way you like articulate and your framing it is perfect and you're like documenting it's like kind of um i don't know what to describe it but it's almost like uh i don't know you're, just, you're bringing facts and science to this podcast which is very <laughs> Um, and I am freaked out. Oh, I was going to say this. I had this like horrible thought though, also about the HIV thing, which is like, I don't know, just like, why? I don't know. It's kind of bad. Maybe this is too dark and we're about to end. So I shouldn't end this dark, but like, why is this obsession with getting these shots in everybody's arms always, or like this whole obsession with viruses? Like what are viruses? I'm not convinced they're like naturally occurring on this planet. I think they mm. something else, not even like another planet, but like, I think they're like black magic maybe or, or demons i don't know i have a lot of theories they are really weird you know it's like something that's like self-replicating but it's also not alive it's kind of like an ai it's exa- exactly it's a biological ai and it yeah. uses transcriptase which i'm like why would there be something in nature that like basically like undoes your dna it's like i don't know like who who are virologists they seem like untrustworthy people in my mm-hmm. so, like there's every because you're right you cited so many examples and there's so many more there's so many weird things in the history of vaccines where it's like oops we like accidentally poisoned all these people better make a vaccine for it oops we yeah <laughs> to make a vaccine for it and that's like it's literally like what judy make of it she calls it like plague of corruption and it's like i don't know when you start to go back far enough it's like why has this been going on for so long and there's like this conspiracy theory i guess we can call it that there's like a uh, guy named rudolph steiner he's like an early yeah. 20th oh my god like, yeah so he's like this like mystic right and he says there's this world where people are going to get like forced vaccine have you heard of this before i haven't heard of that but i really think rudolph steiner was like on to like so much shit like i don't know everything that he said but like i've i've read and listened to some of it like i think he's right basically probably about everything (laughs) fascinating fascinating figure for sure i guess his prediction there was like um in the future there'd be a time where people and i've heard like i've heard him say it i've heard the man that reads his books on youtube say it where he was (laughs) like um this time's gonna come where they're gonna try to vaccinate everybody basically to like block out their ability to be like spiritual essentially to like block you from your connection to god essentially and it yeah. feels like that feels real and i think you are right he does seem he does seem, he does seem accurate um do, do you like are, are you mystical at all are you into um we're, we're about to wrap we don't have to get into that but um sum up your faith in three words <laughs> yeah no i would say i'm definitely mystical like i am like i sort of well I would say that I'm like Christian but I'm also like not like only Christian like I kind of think that like all of the faiths like I mean that's like cliche to say but like all the faiths are like true and like have like all of these like aspects that are you know beautiful about them and they just all sort of like work together like I believe you know like I believe that like Jesus like you know died on the cross for our sins like I also believe in like reincarnation and like I don't know I just think it's all true yeah I don't think they're mutually exclusive yeah yeah in my thought because like I yeah I wasn't raised Christian it was like at least like very like 
white Christian, like just baptized. And I was like, we went to church a couple times. That was it. Yes. But kind of like, so I knew about it, but wasn't into it and kind of like grew into it through my adulthood, but also was like into a bunch of other really weird things. And so like, yeah, I just like did never say I'm Christian really because I feel like it's rude to Christians to be like, yeah, I know what you mean. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's like, I, I don't want to like, you know, step on toes or whatever and like group is represent. Cause it's like, no, I do believe it, but also all this other stuff. Like, Exactly. And I don't think it's, I mean, if I, is it bad to ask a question and open up the Bible and be like, oh, here's like, I just turn to a page and just look for guidance. That's technically like black magic, I guess, in some people's eyes. Mm. I think it's effective. It's been very helpful. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Yeah. No, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it is. You're right. It is good. And I think you're, you are, it is, it's so hokey. Like every religion's right, but every, I know but it's, it's true. It's heart really, you know, it's what, at the end of the day, it's like, what is in your heart? And that's what they want to stop with these stupid vaccines and all this other bullshit, which I blame on intergalactic fraudsters and um, people like from other places, but that's neither here nor there, whatever it is, there are people like you. Tucker Max, who like are just, you're delightful. And you have like, you brought joy to my heart tonight, like so much. Like I am such, uh, I was already a fan, but I'm just so touched to have um, spoken to you. And um, yeah, I will feel emotional actually. I have to calm down a little bit and like <laughs> unwind. But um, thank you so much for being here and just enlightening me and my uh, audience and just the world. Um, where can people find you? Oh, sure. I'm just on Twitter at as a poster. Um, I recently unlocked so you can follow me again. (laughs) Sweet. I'll I'll start uh, read some retweeting. We'll I'll find some like I want to start putting like some hit tweets. So like some my personal faves like in the post like share out the um the link because i've not been good at that which is just like another item on the list for this super perfectionist here so that's great episode will be out in about three months so (laughs) um tucker thank you so much for being here i again just um just i I genuinely appreciate you so much you are a delight anytime you'd like to come back just say the word that you are i I could talk to you for literally hours and maybe we'll do it i'm pretty soon i keep saying this we're doing a twitter space i'm gonna get the gang together we're doing a twitter space the whole gang we're gonna get the oh that'd be cool gang. yeah so much fun like okay you heard it here first i will uh, use my amazing powers of organization and social influence to make it happen so you uh stay tuned but um until then thank you tucker um i'll talk to you soon i'm gonna end i'm gonna end the call too okay. just to get the heads up because um i'm going to but have a great day <laughs> i'll talk to you uh next time thank you Thank you.